Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio by Shaka Hislop. It's happened again. The second high-profile manager in a space of 24 hours has announced he'll be leaving at the end of the season, but this in very different circumstances. Xavi's Barcelona lost today 5-3 at home against Villarreal, and then after the game, he issued this statement to the awaiting press, who were made to wait a while. I'd like to announce that I will not remain Barca manager beyond the end of this season. I've decided a few days ago, but I think now is the moment to announce it. The club needs a change of dynamic, and as a Barca fan, thinking of the club's best interests of the players, I think it's the right decision. I've spoken about it with President Laporta. I'll give everything in the four months I have left. I still think we can have a good season, and I hope we can turn things around. Former Barcelona player Luis Garcia is with us. Luis, are you surprised? A little bit because of the timing, uh, to say yes, we're half of the season yet to, to be played and no surprise because I think the, the Xavi realized uh, not long ago that he, he lost the, the, the handle of, of the team. He lost the, the, the way of convincing the team that they could do something exactly the same like last year. They won the trophy, uh, two trophies actually, La Liga and the Super Cup, and they thought that this year uh, they were going to challenge for every single trophy. And in a matter of 10 days... They lost three of them because I think that for the, the, the race of La Liga, they probably are out. So a little bit of a surprise, uh, but no shock because uh, I can understand totally what is he going through. It's interesting, Luis, you look back to last season where it was a comfortable victory in the end for, for La Liga title, but people were critical of his style of play. Was it trying to change that and play more as Barcelona fans expect that caught him out? Yeah, probably. And we've seen that um, not long ago with uh, Simeone. Everybody was asking him to, to change the way because of the talent of their, of their players. And the moment they changed, results were not arriving and he decided to move back to the basics and start defending better, compact. Nothing chubby this year. I wanted to try to find that excellency that he talked about for, since uh, the moment he arrived uh, to Barcelona as a manager. And he's been on the chase of, of doing that. We've seen a very good Barcelona for some moments, probably not as consistent as everybody was expecting. Results were there because last year they managed to be very solid, a very strong team, difficult to, to beat, but definitely not the way, not as a flow as he was expecting, not as dazzling as he was expecting. And this year, probably trying to change that, trying to be more dominant, trying to commit more players, creating more, and being a, a team who uh, could show the world the, the style of play of Barcelona. Probably he lost that handle at the back. And well, right now, it's very difficult to see a structure, to see a team that is consistent or solid in the, at the back. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, Lewis? You think you conceded five today. You, of course, conceded four against Atleti, four against Real Madrid as well. It's that foundation at the back that was so solid last season has just crumbled. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's strange to see it because uh, they haven't changed much. I, I, I will say that even the players that they arrive, like Ancelo, could add something extra to, to the team. But definitely that, uh, that is starting the way the Barcelona started in the beginning of the season with so many doubts, with a view of uh, not helping with Romeo. We cannot really forget that last year there was a big, important player managing and handling this team, that he was no other than the Busquets. Uh, Sergi Busquets has been for such a, a long time a player who make the difference into the middle. And not having that kind of player, that style of player, I think that he's been uh, uh, struggling Barcelona to find it. Not with Romeo, not with Gundogan, not with Frank de Jong, not even uh, grabbing Gavi and putting him there. So I think that in the end, uh, just that small piece could change the whole situation of Barcelona. And to arrive to this point where they look so vulnerable at the back, there are so many doubts, there are so many... The body language the player uh, says everything. And today, definitely, it was uh, um, very sad to see the players leaving the, the stadium the way that they left. Uh, Gemma Saleh joins us now. She's literally just come from that defeat against Villarreal at the Montjuic. Uh, Gemma, did you have any sort of sense going into this game that the decision had already been made from Xavi that he was going to leave? 
Hola Dan, uh, no, we didn't have uh, this kind of feeling because he always said to us, he always explained that this is the, his dream job and he would never resign. So that was the feeling we had. Um, he said in the press conference, in a very um, uh, honest and I think sentimental press conference to announce that he will be leaving the club at the end of the season, that he had already uh, took this decision, but he decided to tell anyone yet. And actually, uh, to put a little bit of context, just before that announcement, he came to us, not to us specifically to, to ESPN. Usually he does a flash interview with us. Um, he decided to only do it to a couple of uh, international media. He didn't say absolutely nothing like that. And then um, there was a delay in the press conference. He always talked first to us, uh, the media with right holders, and then uh, he goes to the press conference. And the, that press conference was never starting. Then we found out that he was in a meeting with the president in, and with some uh, key members of the board of members. And, and there was a big delay. So we were expecting something was about to happen. And then he decided to, to uh, we asked to the entourage of Laporta and what they told us is that Laporta, President Laporta will show him his support and, and that's what we were expecting and it's what happened in that uh, meeting, a private meeting and then Xavi said that he decided that a bit earlier and he will leave the club at the end of the season. So I think there is a, a little bit of uh, uh, improvising uh, at some point point. Uh, what we could find out about that meeting, it, it was a, a friendly meeting with a friendly atmosphere that the president tried him to convince not to send this message yet, but Xavi decided because he thinks he, it's the best thing for for the club. Uh, he, they tell us that he will be generous because he has still uh, one more year of a contract, two more years, I mean, and he will resign to that, to that money at the end of the season and there was some kind of economical agreement as well in that, in that that meeting. So we didn't, uh, we were not expecting that because probably then we were not expecting mm. that uh, uh, Barcelona will lose this game and he, they will concede five goals. That is something that never happened to Barcelona at home since the 60s. Why stay? Why not just cut now, cut your ties and leave? Because if you're not getting a tune out of this squad now, why would they perform for you knowing that you're going at the end of the season? I'm not sure that this squad will perform for Xavi. Then the question becomes, if he does leave, who fills, who fills that void? Is it Rafa Marquez getting promoted from, from, from the B team? Um, does he have the experience to turn this squad around? Does he just kind of have the, the persona with, with a, a troubled dressing room to, to somehow ride, ride the ship? I'm not sure that, that there's the right answer. And then because of Barcelona's own financial issues, there is not the option to bring somebody else in. So I, I think it, it kind of maybe ties Xavi's, if not Laporta's hands, in terms, of, in terms of what that next step is. Maybe least damage is done in just seeing out this season for what it is. Hopefully you still finish top four. I certainly think any kind of silverware between now and the end of the season is, is beyond this version of Barcelona. So limp along, finish top four, and then uh, a clean break and, a clean, and more importantly, a clean start for a, a new manager come, come next season. Here's the problem, though, Luis. You're only three points away from Athletic Club, who sit fifth at the moment in, in the Champions League. So what happens if you don't get a response from the players? What happens if this slippery slope continues in the wrong direction? Surely at some stage, Laporte is going to panic, isn't he? And say, look, forget June the 30th, out the door now. Well, that's something that is very difficult to, 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 to see in the future. Of course, uh, the ways the, the, the things are looking at the moment is, is, is dangerous, is scary. Because not because of the three points from Atletico de Bilbao, not because of the three points that Atletico de Madrid are behind and probably tomorrow they are going to be close to you. It's because the way that we've seen Barcelona tonight, the mm. way that they, there was no arguments to, to try to get back, the way that there is no consistency at all during the last couple of months, that's something that is the, the big concern. That's the, the, the big problem. I'm not worried about if they are going to... I think that in the end, because of the talent that, that, that this squad is, is got, at the end, they managed to uh, end up with a fourth position and, and in Champions League next season. But it's how are you going to handle the situation? How are you going to address everything, put all together, and to arrive to in the end of the season, at least looking as Barcelona? And it's not easy. Definitely it's not easy because, again, what we've seen today, it, it was a, a really sad team uh, without answers, without way of seeing uh, a future, hopes, 
And that's why Xavi decided to, to step on the side and see what happened at the end of the season. But definitely, it's very difficult to see and not playing Champions League uh, once again in Barcelona because I don't even want to think what it will happen if Barcelona doesn't mm. uh, receive the money that the UEFA give you when you are in, in the competition. And that is a big word, isn't it, of course, Gemma? Because yesterday we were talking about who's going to take over at Liverpool, mentioning some of the biggest names around at the moment. You can't really do the same with Barcelona because all of their money problems. Because what are you taking over? Because everything has happened over the last few seasons is going to come to a head this summer. And if you're a manager, a top-tier manager, a manager that Barcelona should be pursuing, you don't want anywhere near that, do you? No, I mean, Barcelona, they won't be able to get the manager they want. They will be able to get who they can afford and who is willing to go to a club where he will probably not be able to, to choose the, pick the players because they don't have money to, to do so. And, and they will actually will be able to sign a manager because of Xavi. He decided to resign to one-year contract. Um, so uh, we were talking about this uh, uh, yesterday, yes, Dan, and, and we talk about the, the probably the, the, the most easy uh, person that we could see Rafa Marquez because he's in the club, he already has a contract and he has the full confidence of Joan Laporta. But uh, what we could ask today after what happened is that uh, now the, the board of members, they think they should bring someone with a little bit more experience because if the experiment with Rafa Market doesn't work, then the, the, they, the fan base will point at the president, of course. There's also uh, another person that Laporta likes, is Thiago Mota, mm. uh, but it will be in the same direction. So uh, he always uh, he always liked the German line, we can say it like that, before Xavi, uh, because Xavi was not his first choice. He tried with uh, Tuchel Nagelsmann. And of course now, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp is in the the feeling or in the dreams of every Barcelona's fan base. But I think this is a pipe dream because mm. there's no money if, to bring Jurgen Klopp and the players that he needs, he wants, or, or this thing. So it's Jurgen Klopp willing to go to move to a very beautiful city with a very nice uh, skyline and, and beach and, and a good paella. And he really <laughs> feels like that. So I think any top team manager will go to Barcelona. Not right now. It's a top team. It's a club with a lot of history, but it will mean to br to bring to build something very complicated from, from a very uh, low point. He didn't have the energy to deal with Liverpool. Imagine the energy to deal with Barcelona, given the state that they're in at the moment. Uh, Luis, simple question then. You're in charge of Barcelona. Who do you hire? It's very difficult at the moment. I will go definitely if I if Xavi is, uh, moves uh, to the side and I need to choose, I will definitely give a chance uh, to Rafa Marquez. Um, right. No, because I, I know that and I understand what Gemma is saying, but I'm sure that they are hundreds of managers waiting for the for Barcelona to raise their hand and say who wants to come because if I will if I'm a, I'm a, actually I'm a manager but I'm not going to say that I'm going to manage Barcelona but if I'm a manager and Barcelona is open I'm going to go for sure if I have the opportunity to go I'm going to sign straight away as soon as Barcelona give me a ring so I'm sure that there are going to be options I'm sure that there are going to be managers ready to to give everything for this Barcelona because again the things are not going well but if you have a look to the squad of Barcelona, it's a very good squad with a lot of young talents for the next coming future. So I think that is a is a piece of cake right now. It's a it's a team that everybody would love to go and try to do their best. If I have to choose, I will stick with Rafa Marquez and give it a chance because if we go back in time, Luis Enrique didn't have experience, Pep Guardiola didn't have experience, and everything worked. That didn't work with Xavi doesn't mean that it couldn't work with someone else. Now, Luis, if you think back to our New Year's Day episode, we asked for big predictions in 2024. And who could forget Shakers that Michel, the Girona manager, would be in charge at Barcelona at the start of next season? Is that feasible? It could be. It could be because um, uh, the way that... Uh, Mitchell has been handling the things in the past five years. It's been brilliant. Everybody uh, sees that relationship between the style of play of, of Girona and the way the Football Club Barcelona is, uh, likes to play or his uh, philosophy. And why not he could have the chance? Because I think he's a manager on the, on the verge of having a chance of, of having a, a, an important team, a top team. He's been handling medium teams of teams that have been uh, we, uh, with the stress or the pressure of being uh, promoting or, or, or on relegation spots. 
and maybe it's arrived at the time of having a, a manager like him. There is a lot of talks about uh, Roberto De Servi. There is a manager who suddenly from nowhere mm. has made uh, a team like Brighton play one of the most beautiful uh, style of play. And you have to give the opportunity to these kind of managers who are willing to give a spectacle, who, uh, who brings good football without the, being afraid of losing or being afraid of not, or, or not getting the results. Xavi, of course, said his decision was made before the game against Villarreal. That result, though, could not have helped things at Montjuic. Villarreal were 2-0 up. Barcelona got it back to 3-2. But then Villarreal scored three goals to take all three points, beating Barcelona at Montjuic by five goals to three. Gemma, I just want to start off with a reaction from the fans at half-time. That was quite something. And that's probably the loudest we've heard Montjuic all season. Uh, yes, uh, the, it was a completely crazy roller coaster in Montjuic and it was uh, actually at uh, full capacity. We haven't seen that much in, in Montjuic because the, the fan base decided somehow that it was difficult or whatever and they didn't uh, do the membership that uh, uh, requires. Uh, today it was a good atmosphere and they were absolutely devastated with the 2-0 for Real, and then they were absolutely excited with the, the crazy comeback from, from Barcelona. And then uh, it, it was like the, 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 it, they went silent, absolutely, when Villarreal uh, came again with a, with a draw and with a 5-3, uh, it was uh, like desperation and we could see in the, in the face of the, of the fan base that they, they couldn't believe what they've seen. I mean, it looks like it's very easy to score goals uh, and for Barcelona they concede so easily and, mm. and there was a lack of uh, physicality but also I think spirit or, or self-esteem because I was mentioning conceding five goals for a team like Barcelona even though it's not their home it's another uh, sta uh, provisional stadium uh, there was a lack of uh, proud and, and, and trying to, to do something for the fans that were in, in who paid a lot of money to win that stadium today so it was a roller coaster and the fans were so mad at the end of the game. Luis the Barcelona fans can throw conspiracy theories the refs in favour of Real Madrid, however you want to spin it. That fourth goal that Barca concedes against Villarreal is one of the most embarrassing things you've got to see as a Barcelona supporter. Yeah, it's not easy to see. Uh, it is sad, sad actually because I, I can understand the frustration of Barcelona players at that, that, at that moment. Uh, I understand that the, the crowd is not going to be happy. Of course, um, when you see it, and I've seen it 20 times to try to understand why Barcelona arrived to that situation when you are ahead of the game and you allow to be a Real on a contact team that doesn't score many goals, that concede so many, is one of the three or four that concede the most, and you allow them to believe that they can win at your stadium. And that's been the, 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 the moment of the whole season. That's been the situation every single weekend, and that's something that we've, we've been seeing. And it's difficult to, to try to understand, but I understand that is about frustration. When you during a game manage to get back, you are ahead of the game, and then a, a, a goal is produced by two mistakes that are not expecting. They are individual mistakes, and it, it can happen because football is about mistakes, and you can understand. But uh, you are punished so hard. Imagine when you are there, you've been trying, you've been doing everything that you can, you've been running, you've been fighting, and one mistake throws everything away. Everything that you've done for 20 minutes or 25 minutes coming back throws away. So that situation is very difficult to handle mentally. And I think this Barcelona is drained mentally. Not because, not only tired uh, physically, but also tired mentally. And it's very difficult to get back to a new. So uh, I think that that's why Xavi thinks that he needs to move uh, to the side because he can see that the players cannot continue in this situation. Because again, if you see the body language, you see the players, they are destroyed mentally and it's difficult to turn over. Talking about that, that mental struggle... How does what's happened after the game and Xavi's announcement, Luis, affect things going into Wednesday's game at Montjuic against Osasuna? Um, it's, it's not going to be easy, if I have to be honest. I'm surprised that Xavi decided to, to, to step forward and say that he's going to leave because you still six months or five months to continue working. You still Champions League to, to compete. You still need to get in the top four competition. You need to address to the players and try to recover mentally and uh, try to get the best of them because you need that. You need that from them. So... 
Uh, I know that Xavi knows very well how to approach to, to the players. Uh, his management is, is fantastic. He, I know that the players are with him. He, even though that the people talk, no, no, he, he, the players are not believing in him or anything. I know how he behaves. I know the way he, he talks to the players. And uh, I know that he's going to try to, to address this and, and try to change the situation. It's not going to be easy, of course. But again, uh, this is football. He's been there so many times as a player that I'm sure that he knows that, that what he has to do to, to try to turn over. Uh, we'll say thank you very much, Emma. Luis, we will, this is it now. Luis did a half an hour segment that was recorded <laughs> for this show that then had to go in the bin because obviously Xavi's announcement came. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> Harland, De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard's Pie, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com fc. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash FC. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Despite the pressure from Oslo, Bayern Munich managed to get it done with a 3-2 victory on a Saturday to close the gap on Bayer Leverkusen at the top of the Bundesliga table. From on this, let's welcome in Jan Fjortov. Here we go then, Jan. Yeah, here we go again. Uh, yeah, the, we are down for a battle in the German Bundesliga. And I think Leverkusen are very, have been very good this season to concentrate on themselves. But when we're getting into these stages of the season, you know when Bayern go to Augsburg, it's a Bavarian derby, it's a friendly derby, it's still a derby. And they will think in the last two years, Bayern Munich being there, they'll be losing. So I think Leverkusen hope before their game later in the German night that uh, they would stumble here. But I, I would... This game, I think there was always Bayern, except the first 15, 16 minutes of the game. Augsburg came out, they knew about their injuries, they knew about the defenders being out. Guerrero had to play right back. When he came out for second half, he went on the wrong side, by the way. He thought he was playing left back. So he had to go back on the right side. Uh, and they played long balls at Augsburg, managed to create some chances. But we have to give praise to VAR. Believe it or not. <laughs> Four big decisive decisions today, all right, all correct. The uh, Augsburg goal not been given was 100% correct, and the Kane goal was also correct. So this was a deserved win by Bayern, although they made it a bit a bit tight at the end there. Uh, before we go into Bayer Leverkusen, Kingsley Coman out for a while. Could someone come in in the next couple of days, Jan? Oh, they're desperate to... Uh, they've got a, a right-back now. Bowie? Bowie? I'm not sure yeah, how yeah. I spell yeah, it. Yeah, from correct. Galatasaray. He, he, yeah, from Galatasaray on the right-back. So they're getting people in. But they're Coleman, when we know his history of injuries as well, uh, the reports from Germany tonight is that it's serious. It's a knee injury. We don't know yet what's going on. But this could be... This could be, in the, in the worst case that Kingsley Coleman will be out for the rest of the season. Although I'm not a doctor, that, that didn't look good for him. And that was just when Pavlovich made his first goal for, 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 for Bayern. And, but it was a big price for them to, to pay for that goal. 
Meanwhile, despite creating so many opportunities, Bayer Leverkusen couldn't find that goal against Borussia Mönchengladbach, meaning that it finished nil-nil. So how does that reflect the table? Well, it means that two points now separate the defending champions in Bayern Munich and Xavi Alonso's side at the top of the Bundesliga. Look, Jan, you're going to drop points. And, you know, it's inevitable, isn't it? You're not going to win every game, uh, as we've seen Xavi Alonso's side being so dominant throughout much of this season. But you've got to take your chances because you know if you don't, that Bayern Munich boys are going to come and catch you. <laughs> It's Leverkusen in Darmstadt, and then it's Bayern at home against Gladbach, and then it's the big one, Leverkusen against Bayern. They've also signed a new player, Iglesias, mm. coming in, could score some goals for them. Uh, it was an interesting game today, boys. Uh, I, I had to look up the stats after the game because they were very, very dominant. They had so many shots, but still... Where, yes, we saw some of the chances they had there, but they, they really had, with all the possession and all the dominance they had in the game, they should have created so many more chances, even that. Patrick Schick was not there, but again, when you look, look at these two games today, I mean, you had in the first game, Leroy Sané played brilliantly, uh, Musiala brilliantly, and then Florian Wirtz today. I mean, he can turn into one of the best players in the world. What was interesting, if I may say at the end there, uh, Shaka, is that he, he suddenly um, uh, Alonso changed his goalkeeper today. And he, he said afterwards, it's because he would prepare the reserve keeper for playing the cup. Uh, in Darmstadt, away from home, he will play Radetzky again. So we have another Arteta situation going on in uh, Leverkusen. Oh, no. Don't tell Shaq about it. Nobody needs that. Uh, Bonnie Face, of course, <laughs> away, Jan. And that, that was always going to prove a problem for Xavi Alonso. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I mean, we have to say to Leverkusen, they've been, I've been lucky they've been good still, winning uh, in, in Leipzig in the, in the 91st minute, in the 94th minute in Augsburg. They were still dominant. What I like about Alonso's team is that they all, always want to stay in control. And they do that today as well. But Asia Cup, AFCON, in injuries, suspension. There were a lot of things going into this game. Tar didn't play. The, the great defender did. It wouldn't have made any, maybe a big difference, maybe on set pieces. But we saw photo, pictures of Boniface sitting up there in the stands. And this was, of course, that kind of game you want him to be there. Because he could have turned those half chances into great chances into to goals. That was missing today. But you will see. I mean, they still haven't lost this season. Mm. You will expect them to win in Darmstadt, and that will make one great game coming up the 10th of February. More German action tomorrow. And, of course, Union Berlin's manager will have to watch from the stands as they take on Darmstadt. And then it's Dortmund against Bochum. Those games live on ESPN+. We heard for the first time Pep Guardiola on Jurgen Klopp saying he'll be leaving at the end of the season. He said, I'll sleep better. The days before playing against Liverpool were almost a nightmare. Of course, he'll be missed. I was shocked like everyone to the news. I felt a part of Man City would be lost. We cannot define our period here together without him and Liverpool. It is impossible. They have been our biggest rivals from when he was at Dortmund and I was at Bayern Munich. I think the Premier League is going to miss his charisma, personality and the way his teams play. I wish him all the best. Jan, it's the first time we've had you on since the announcement. What would you like to say? I would like to say that the man got even more respect the way he did it. He decided himself. It's hard to walk away. He's did it, he did it with dignity. And this is one of the greatest football personalities in the world at the moment. And he's been that for 10, 12, 13 years since he started in Dortmund when the world knew about him doing that with, with Dortmund. And... Well, someday it's going to be an end to anything. And I think that he explained it so well. There is no energy left. Mm. He said, I have to do it again, 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 again. I think the key is four times again. <laughs> and I think that he was very credible, uh, Jurgen Klopp. And, and I haven't even started with all the successes he has done. And I think this will give them another boost. I think that Liverpool could end up with two, three titles this season. Alonso, the next coach? He will be the favourite. He will absolutely be the favourite. He got all the credentials. He got everything that he needs to do that. But I think that when you see the names here, I think there is one man missing. I think if they go for the define the same kind of manager as, as someone who understand the culture of Liverpool, understand the, 
a project or understand a, a, a leadership, I think they also can have a look at Postacoglu, what he's doing at Tottenham. I'm not saying they will get him uh, because he's a part of a project there, but it's, I think it's all down to the project, how they define the profile of their manager. There's two, three names that I think they have no chance at all to get that job because that job got to be so clear and defined. And hopefully, Jurgen Klopp won't do the same mistake that Sir Alex did to tell everybody who should be his successor. Now, well, he said, hasn't he, that he won't be getting involved in any sort of decision as to who will take over from him. Uh, Jan will be back on Extra Time. And what an atmosphere it's going to be at Anfield, of course. It's the first home game since Jurgen Klopp announced that he will be leaving. We'll be there as they take on Norwich at 9am. And then after that, Newport County sit in the fourth tier of English football. They take on Manchester United. What a match that should be at 11am. Eastern. Extra time then, as always, available over on our YouTube channel. We've got lots of questions to, to address, mainly about Stevie in a swim pool. Um, <laughs> be sure to go over there and check them out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Saturday saw one of the biggest upsets in FA Cup history. 98 places separate Ipswich, who sits second in the championship, to Maidstone United, who are in the National League of South but it would be Mason, who'd win by two goals to one. They were 16-1 to one to get the victory at the start of the match. They are the lowest level club to reach the fifth round since Blythe Spartans in the 1977-78 season. Uh, this is George Elokobi, their coach, after the game. Um, excellent performance from our group of players and also everyone involved today, including the, the Ipswich supporters, the Maystone supporters, we made it a fantastic, fantastic cup tie for us um, and for them. It was a great game. Um, we had to ride our luck, like I said earlier on. But again, it's the magic of the FA Cup. We knew their strengths. We knew Ipswich's um, limitations. And we analysed them and we worked on it. And we told our boys to believe and just keep going. At halftime, we told them no football match has been won at halftime. Yes, they're going to come at us. They might get a goal. But we stick to the game plan. We don't waver. We ensure that we keep running and running and running. And if we get an opportunity, we must take it because they're a very, very good side. We may not create too many opportunities. So fantastic. Who do you want in the fifth round? I don't even know at the moment. I just, I just know we're in the heart of the, the FA Cup. And whoever we, 
we, we, we do draw against, I'm sure it's going to be um, another day for our, for our, our, our community to serve. This one binds us for life now. If the last, last round didn't do, we are tied. Meston United Football Club, the Meston United community, our supporters who richly deserve days like this, we are tied for life. We are bound for life. And my community back in Cameroon, um, my town, Kumba, and my, my, my college, St. Joseph's College, Sasse. I hope I'm doing you all proud. I hope I'm doing the entire country proud and the entire continent proud. So this is to you all as well. Keep believing, be inspired by, by this journey, and just enjoy it. Enjoy watching Maston United. How brilliant is that, Shaq? Absolutely great. Listen, lower league club, Maidstone had a difficult season last year, finishing bottom of the, of the National League, get relegated. The mid-table in the National League, just top, in, uh, top half of, of uh, the National League uh, South now. You come up against a team in Ipswich who are absolutely flying in the championship. Mm -hmm. Second in the championship. And though they make a lot of changes to their own starting lineup, the gulf between the two, you do not expect this. This is when people talk about the magic of the of the FA Cup and George Egokobi talking about it there. This is what they mean. Where small clubs come and you're allowed to dream, even for an evening, and you see exactly what it means to, to him as, as manager, to, to, to the Mason community, to those players. It, it's, it's so special for, for players who will never or may never see these heights again in, in their careers. For the draw, you want someone like Manchester City, don't you? If you, if you, Absolutely. You want Manchester City going to Maidstone United. I think the, the, the beauty of a club like Maidstone is you really don't care. You really do You want a home draw, though, surely, don't you? I, you the, the yeah. Be absolutely you, you, you want a, ho a home draw. And, and normally the kind of thinking is, well, you want a way because you get a percentage of the, of the, of the gates, etc. But right now, I, I, I just think, re regardless, they, they're happy to be in the draw. You know Mason's next home game is going to be a sellout. Yes. It's going to be special. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And enjoy it absolutely while, while it lasts because these moments don't come to many people who play this game. Uh, just to take you through the other results that we saw today, there'll be one replay, Leeds against Plymouth, that one finished 1-1, uh, so that'll be back at Home Park in a couple of weeks. Uh, Brighton thrash Sheffield United by five goals to two. Uh, the draw will be made uh, tomorrow. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Meanwhile, Saturday, Serie A results in Italy. Atalanta beating Udinese by two goals to new. Big surprise, Juventus, of course, been this fantastic run. Where are they in your, in your power rankings? They were fifth. Fifth in the power rankings. They won't be on this week's performance. 1-1 against Empoli. Meanwhile, it was a draw. Bologna getting that late equaliser against AC Milan. So what does that all mean? Well, it's good for Inter, isn't it? Inter have two games in hand. They're in action, of course, later this week. They have the chance to go top of the table with Juve dropping those points. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Frantic, I'm going to use them to describe it, Shaq. It, it certainly was, that. Yes, it was indeed. You managed it so well. Thank you, even with Angolo. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. No one noticed oh. until you brought it up. Yeah. All right, then, stay tuned. <laughs> Extra time is next.
Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Shaka Hislop with us here in the studio. Yanaga Fjortov also with us to answer some of your questions. Selfish Shabby. We had a nice show all sorted out. Kay, Ali and Louise had taped a nice segment. We're going to play that in, do that. <laughs> there you go. Bob, do no. there you go. Oh, and then he decides to quit and yeah, I have to do some work. Yeah, all. Oh, that's very good. Uh, just do a test for us, Yan. Can you do two thumbs up? Oh. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> love it. Love it. Got, now you've got to do two thumbs down just because I love it. Here it comes. Oh, no. Oh, rain in oh. the way. Oh. Rain in the way. on simple things and simple things. Oh, I know, again. I know. Simple oh, things. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Robert Lewandowski? We go from that to a serious question. Yeah, have you ever seen Robert Lewandowski this poor? And as a former striker yourself, what would you advise him to do in the summer? Go to Saudi, stay at Barca, go to a Premier League club like Spurs? Wow. Well, first of all, when I came to Germany, I started working there like 10, 12 years ago. They said he had he was allergic to scoring goals. Oh, wow. He was a Dortmund. He couldn't he couldn't hit anything. And the rest is history. Uh, the the thing that he's going through at the moment, I, I mean, very very surprisingly, because he is a goal getter, keep scoring goals anyway. Even if you're in bad form, you will score your goals. So this is a confidence kind of thing for him. I think there's a lot of clubs, there will be a lot of things happening now. It's, it's very contagious, this ending of the season thing uh, with Klopp and Xavi now. And I think that those uh, departures will also let some players go. So I wouldn't be surprised if two, three of the big stars, maybe including Robert Lewandowski, would have a look at uh, what I will do. I think that Robert Lewandowski, as I know him, is very, very eager to prove himself. And I can't see him moving to, I can absolutely see him moving to England. Shaka, what will be the mental state of keeper conceding so many goals each game, like Barca recently? Will it demotivate the goalkeeper who is at the end of receiving due to poor performances by the defenders? Iñaki Peña's had a tough time, hasn't he? Yes, and, and, and it's tougher for a goalkeeper without that kind of experience to concede the kind of goals that, that he has, whether he's to blame or not. And, well, at the very least, one of those goals that really has scored, I thought he could have done a whole lot better. Um, but for more experienced goalkeepers, like, like a test again or something of, of the sort, you kind of know that it happens and, and it's easier to accept when you're more experienced, when you've been there before and know that you will work your way through it. Iñaki Peña does not have that kind of experience, doesn't have that kind of standing, so it, it, it's tougher, it'll be tougher for him to kind of um, accept and, and, and work through. I love it, Dan. If, if, if I may say, I do love it when Shaka has to talk a bit bad about goalkeepers. Yes. He's, the go he's, the, he's the kindest man on earth. <laughs> and then when he's talking about goalkeeper not doing well, he kind of weigh in every word. Uh, should I say not acceptable? Yeah. Should I say maybe not so good as I did expect? And so I love it, Shaka. You're the best. I, I, I got, I'm trying to maintain my... my Goalkeepers Union membership here. It's hard. It's hard work, man. Jan, has Barcelona become a place where, career, where careers go to die? Ooh. Coutinho, Lewandowski, FDJ, Rafinha. That's just at the top of my head. That's a bit harsh. They did win La Liga last year. Well, they used to say that you go to West Ham for strikers to die. Uh, but if there's a big star going to Barcelona to die, I think there's a matter of money as well. Because if you don't have money, if there is a financial fair play, all that kind of thing, thing you will end up having uh, elderly players, so, so, to say that way. But when we saw them today, how they conceded goals, how they looked at the back, they being 3-2 up on all the stuff they're doing, that was nothing to do with age. That was just about being very, very bad. Jan, it's 1996. You're going to have one of your famous Middlesbrough Christmas parties. Which ESPN FC member would best fit in with you enjoying the party? <laughs> yeah, 
I, I must say, Dan, for five seconds there, I was very frightened that you had any film from our Christmas party in 1996. I just saw them in front of me. Uh, I had to, I, I think I will, well, I've been to a Christmas party with Don Hutchinson at Sheffield United. Right. So I've seen how, 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 he's, how he is doing. But I think that, well, Shaka is too kind. He will no. sit by the goalkeepers no. and We know there's only one answer, Jan. We know what the answer is. And he may, he may have played for Liverpool in the past. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my conclusion building up to that. And I, I will see a, a Steve Nichol kind yes. of figure that you put out on Twitter today. Yes. Or X today with his bathing glasses on. Yes. I would love to have him in a Christmas party in uh, Middlesbrough. It's amazing. Do we, do, I think I scrapped the video, but do we have the video back? I'm not sure if we do, in case you've missed this. Uh, we, we don't have it. This is a, oh, no. Is, we will get it for you at some stage this week, I promise. This is Stevie going down the uh, the swimming pool slide <laughs> with his glasses with his on. his glasses and a hat. <laughs> but, uh, as, as, I do, as I do remember the nightclub scene in Middlesbrough in the 90s, Yes. We could have a slide as well, by yes. the way. Could, uh, could you tell that Stevie was British? Take a look at this. Here we go then. Stevie going down the slide for some reason in his hat and his glasses. Uh, what, you, you can't hear him saying, it's wearing my glasses. What a man, what a specimen. Of course you'd want a party with him, yeah. Oh, of course. I would. Oh, uh, when would be the best time for Liverpool to announce a replacement for Klopp, Jan? Well, that is a tough one because it, I was discussing that on, on the, the day on Friday because there could be a problem with because they will have to sign a manager that is on a contract. That is quite clear, of course. And same be Alonso, that won't be good for them at all. I think they will somehow try now to keep that till the end of the season. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, uh, but I, they, I, they have to, to do that. They have to wait till after the season. I I think I think it can't be possible for them. Yeah. And I think, but I still, man, I think they will manage to do that, Dan. I think they will absolutely find a way to keep it till after the season. I, I agree. I, I, I think... I think they, they have to, from not the end of the season, as, as, as Klopp said, it's, it's business as usual, as far as he's concerned. Yeah. The, and the amazing thing in, in, to me, to, to what Jan is saying, is that he, Klopp said he told the Liverpool uh, hierarchy in November. Mm -hmm. So I, I, how you keep that quiet from November to now is beyond me. So again, I, I'm agreeing with, with, with Jan, and I think there's some evidence there to suggest that Somehow they, they keep this under wraps because I'm not sure, again, how they did the first part. And secondly, Klopp is, in, is insisting that between now and the end of the season, it's business as usual. And I, I think as well, Klopp deserves that send-off without that, the follow-up question, if you understand what yes. I'm saying. Yes. Um, so see the season out, have his, you know, make his lap at the end, around Anfield at the end, at the end, of, the, at the end of the season, and then you shift attention to the next chapter. And, and Liverpool and Liverpool is a club that managed to keep things inside. I mean, you know, I mean, see Manchester United, if someone uh, going to the bathroom, we all know about that. Yeah. And it's leaking all over. The, not only in the roof it's leaking, it's leaking out of the dressing room too. But in Liverpool, they haven't had that for many years. No, no. So I think they will... Then you've got they, journalists they just scrambling for the truth when they say that Salah's going to Saudi Arabia yeah. and in the end he's completely wrong, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe people listen to journalists like that. <laughs> After Mason's upset today, Jan, what's the biggest upset that you've been a part of during your playing days? Oh, last game I had at Middlesbrough, we played and I just <coughs> lost my the team now out of my head. That was in the FA Cup. Uh, I came on as a substitute. I scored. I think that was an amateur team uh, come to us. Uh, I should uh, no disrespect to the team. It just went out of my head. After uh, I made the equaliser, I was running to uh, Brian Robson, our manager. Took the shirt the other way. Showed at Fjortoft. And three days later, I was sold to Sheffield United. Yes. So that is my remember <laughs> remembrance of that day. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. What about you, Shane? You from... I, I, I don't know. I... Well, we had a close one. Um, this is Newcastle under Kenny Dalglish. I think it was Accrington Stanley. Who were they? They, ooh, 
they, they were non-league football as well. Um, and then there was this big thing because um, Newcastle were trying to get Akron Stanley to move it to St. James's Park. Right. But Sky, Sky kind of sensing blood in the water, thought we'll, we'll pay you just to keep it there. And then Kenny came out and, and said, so we, we'll play them in Hackney Marshes if that's what you want. In the end, where we played at Accrington and Stanley and drew 1-1. It was an ugly game. It, it, the pitch was, as a non-league pitch is, it rained non-stop and it was ugly. And we scraped it with a 1-1, thank goodness. Can I and then got to St. James and, and, you know, kind of won, won easily. But goodness me, that could have been ugly. Can I predict another upset? Newport tomorrow against Manchester United? What do you think so, Jan? Get your money on that. I, you make, I, you I make think, some money. I, I think there is a big chance as Manchester United will be big time struggling tomorrow. So we had Klopp have on Friday. We had obviously Xavi today. Could we have Ter Stegen tomorrow? <laughs> Maidstone was 16 to 1. Yeah. What odds are Newport? Oh, well, they had probably similar odds. What is Ter Stegen? Yeah. If, uh, we, Dan, if we listen Dan, to Jan, we could retire. Yep. Dan, Dan, what has Ter Stegen to do with Manchester United? Well, because I think that he was the manager and I got the name wrong and it's been a very long day, Jan. Thank you, but I think that is the duty of Shaka and, and myself on behalf of all the pundits most, most that if you do a mistake, yes, we no, have to tell you. No, exactly. I have to be culpable and I have to accept <laughs> it and I apologise <laughs> to everyone uh, for what is just... <laughs> like like Ang Angolo against Nambia. Yes. That was uh, a <laughs> yes, fierce game in the... Maybe it's a new sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. No, I know no, you have a long day. I appreciate day. it, Jan, and it is day. necessary because you have to be able to take it as well as give it, and I and I think that's right. <laughs> so, Ter Stegen tomorrow at Newport County. <laughs> you get good odds on that. Uh, fi <laughs> final question: uh, Shaka Dubravka's kit today clashed a little with the outfield players. So they, they, Newcastle had kind of a darker green, didn't they? And yeah. Because it was a lighter green. That's right. You know, I didn't think of that. And uh, is that something that matters? To who? To the players. Nah. Now you know who the goalkeeper is? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The one with the big gloves on his <laughs> yeah. hand. How do you tell the difference between Ter Stegen? Dead giveaway, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that... keeps catching it. Uh, that's it. Jan, any last thoughts before we go home? No, thanks a lot, Shaka and Stephen. That was a great game. <laughs> a great, great chat. Thank you. Oh, Thank I, you. Wish I was, Stevie. Imagine that. <laughs> life. Uh, ESPN uh, FC, then, is back on yours. Yay! <laughs> no wonder there's no one else in the pool. Uh, ESPN FC, back on your screens uh, tomorrow, as we'll be discussing Ten Hag's resignation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh.